worship team. Good morning, Gateway. Welcome to the service this morning. As we come, praise God and wait on the Holy Spirit to move among us this morning. Let's stand, praise God. We do our first song, Dancing Generation. Let's stand, everyone, those that can. And let's praise God. Church, eh?
Isn't it wonderful to be together and worship God? Who's ready to worship God this morning? Good, 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 good. This morning it seemed like we were in for a, a cold and wet day, and now all of a sudden it's all sunny again. So the weatherman was correct. So this morning let's come and worship God, glorify His name. And um, just before we get to that, just um, one or two notices. The Keds Church teachers are meeting after the service in which room? Sunday school in the hall. Um, please join them if you are interested in helping in Keds Church. It's a vital ministry in the church. We have wonderful children in our church, and so I would like to ask you please to join them uh, after the service in the church hall to, to find a way forward and a way to bless our children that God has blessed us with. Um, as I said to you before, I'd love to build a, uh, they call it a mother's room, I like to call it a treasure room, so that we can treasure the children that God has given to us. And then just to ask you tonight, please, to join us for the evening service. It's going to be an exciting service. I have an old friend of mine, Charles Barry, who will be sharing the Word of God. And um, he'll be bringing a team to impart and share the Holy Spirit with us tonight. Um, I think I've known Charles since I was about eight or nine years old. Um, I just want to tell you how old I am, because that might make Charles feel really old. But... <laughs> Charles, we're looking forward to your ministry tonight and, and the team who will be joining us. But um, I would like to invite you all to participate with us tonight at 6 p.m. here at the church. And then, just a reminder to all those who have signed up for the 5M orientation course, we'll be starting around about... 10.30, just after the service this morning in room 7 or the um, counseling room. Um, I know I need counseling, so please, <laughs> no, we're meeting in the counseling room to start the 5M course, and I pray that it will be a wonderful time together. Can I ask you all to stand as we come before God with our call to worship? Let us stand. We come to worship God. Please join me. We recognize God as the source of all goodness. All good gifts come from the Spirit of God. Love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness are all of God. We come with grateful hearts, not for things, but for who? God is we gather to show our gratitude in song and prayer come let us worship almighty god
just fall afresh on us as we bring ourselves to you this morning. Come Holy Spirit, my hope is built on nothing less.
praise and we want to give you honor. And Father, we stand here and as we're in worship, let it be you speaking to us and us speaking to you. So come Holy Spirit and just come and take your place amongst us. Come, let us worship. And with our all, with our being, Holy Spirit, come.
Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus, you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus, you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Thank you for this time of worship. Pray, Father, that you'll just anoint Wayne as you bring the word to us this morning. As you touch us now, we pray that you touch us as well in the word. Holy, holy, holy. Eastern Lamb. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious Lord Jesus Christ, It is so wonderful to feel and know your presence with us. Thank you, Lord, that during the hectic lives that we live, indeed, Lord, in the turmoil that we experience, Lord, that we can take this time to be still and know that you are God. Indeed, Almighty God, you are sovereign. You are 
God who is above our problems, above our needs. You are our God who is capable to do more than we would ever think or wish for. Thank you, Almighty God, that you make the impossible possible. Thank you, Lord, that when the world was in darkness and all seemed lost, that you sent us our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, when it seemed as if the world was going to collapse, and even when it still seems like the world is going to collapse, Almighty God, you come with grace. You come, Lord, in love. Oh, Lord, we just thank you that as we worship this morning, that we are reminded of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who was crucified, died, and rose again from the dead, who teaches us, Lord, that no matter what life may throw at us, that Jesus has been through it, and that Jesus will give us the courage, that Jesus will give us the grace, that Jesus will give us the mercy to come through. And so, Lord, this morning, as we come, remind us, Almighty God, of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, Lord, we know that we cannot do anything in our own strength or our own will, but, Lord, that we can only do all things through the power and grace, the empowerment, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, Holy Spirit, we invite you into our hearts right now. Lord, Holy Spirit, that you will make the impossible possible. Holy Spirit, that you will break the chains that hold us. Holy Spirit, that you will release us this morning so that we may worship, that we may adore, that we may serve Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Oh, come, Holy Spirit. Stand alongside us, O paraclete, and teach us to surrender our hearts, our lives, into the hands of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I continue the series on unlocking the kingdom of God. And I hope this morning that you are ready to unlock more of God's kingdom with me as we meet this morning. And um, this morning I would like to celebrate with you my 25th year of ordination. It took place 25 years ago in the Klein Dorpy of Nigel. On the 25th of February, uh, 1999, and uh, I just give all praise, glory, and honor to God this morning for the wonderful privilege of being His servant, of being part of His ministry. I can't believe 25 years have just gone like this, <laughs> but I praise God that they have been wonderful and valuable years in serving Almighty God. Also, just to say that um, I, I, I asked um, 
Karina to organize a few cakes for this morning. I'd like you to celebrate with me on the celebration of my ordination. So after, after the service at tea time, there is lots of cake. There's a piece of cake for everyone. So please join us as we celebrate. But this morning, I would like to invite each and every one of you to join me in the ministry of Gateway and our community. Over the past few weeks, we have introduced most of, most of, if not all, the ministries that are available at the congregation. Outside, you will have seen all those um, forms or those, um, um, all those ministries on the board, uh, and they describe each ministry. As you have heard, as you have had an opportunity to pray, to, to pray for your opportunity to minister at Gateway, all you need to use is the QR code. I've just been told this morning uh, it's not working this morning, <laughs> but I will be working. But uh, what you, all you need to do is to go into the QR code that's provided and commit yourself to the ministry of your choice. And um, there will definitely be somebody there to assist you if you are a bit, if you are from the um, uh, BC um, generation, before computers, there definitely will be somebody there to help you. Um, but just to remind you, you are just committing yourself for a year. You aren't committing yourself for a lifetime. You are committing yourself for a year. If you find that you are not fulfilling your passion through that ministry, you, you don't need to worry. You will be given an opportunity during the year to change whatever ministry that you have been involved in and feel that your passion is somewhere else. We, we don't mind. All we really want is you to serve the Lord. And so please join us. This morning... I would like to share with you from the letter of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. Please join me as I read to us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. Let us hear the wonderful word of God. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now, to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and 
a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you, that's you and me, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. May God bless to us the reading of His Word. In the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Many of us have moments where we ask ourselves, what is my purpose? What am I here for? Finding your purpose means finding what motivates you. What makes you excited to wake up each day? I can promise you it's not coffee. <laughs> but what makes you excited? What makes you wake up every morning? Your purpose goes far beyond your job, far beyond your role as mom and dad, far beyond your role of your job as leader or as a creative being. You may find meaningful fulfillment in all these things, but what is your true purpose according to? To the Bible. What is your true purpose according to the Bible? When we try to identify our purpose, many of us look to the unique gifts, passions, and abilities God has given us. In Psalm 139, verses 13 to 14, David praises God. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. How well. I know it. Whenever I read this scripture, I'm always astounded how David could have visualized this. I mean, he, he was there before sonars. He was there before all this modern equipment we have to, 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 to see what is going on in the womb. 
I believe God's Holy Spirit gave him that vision. And he saw into the inner parts. God purposefully created us to have unique gifts and a unique purpose. However, He didn't design us all to be the same. Indeed, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it reads, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Each one of us, each one of us is a living stone. And like each individual brick in a building, we are instrumental in building up the church, the body of Christ. Each one of us is a unique living stone. I was looking at a sermon that Nicky Gumbel preached, Discover Your Purpose. In his introduction, he stated that we, each individual, are very unique. There are 8 billion people on the planet Earth, and it is increasing each day. And each person is Unique. Each fingerprint, each fingerprint is unique. Each tongue, even the tongue, I was quite, quite amazed, but each tongue is unique. Each iris in our eye is unique. This is awesome because it means that each one of us has a very unique purpose in the kingdom of God that we need to unlock. At a meeting of the American Psychological Association, Jack Lipton, a psychologist at Union College, and R. Scott Bullioni, a graduate student at Columbia University, presented their findings on how members of the various sections of 11 major symphony orchestra perceived each other. The percussionists were viewed as insensitive, unintelligent, and hard of hearing, yet fun-loving. String players were seen as arrogant, stuffy, and unathletic. They're asking what athletics has to do with playing in an orchestra. The orchestra members overwhelmingly chose loud as the primary adjective to describe the brass players. Woodwind players seem to be held in the highest esteem, described as quiet and meticulous, though a bit egotistical. Interesting findings to say the least. With such widely divergent personalities and perceptions, how could an orchestra ever come together to make such wonderful music? The answer is simple. 
regardless of how those musicians view each other, they subordinate, they subordinate themselves, their feelings and biases to the leadership of the conductor. Under his guidance, they play beautiful music. The same occurs in the church. The body of Christ. Each one of us are subordinates to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The chief living stone and cornerstone of the church. It reads, for in scripture it says, see I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone. And the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, the stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. I'm always amazed when I read that. A living stone, a cornerstone. If you go and look up pictures of a cornerstone, if you go to Google, and you Google, you'll see all kinds and a whole variety of different cornerstones, but that cornerstone holds that building together. You remove that cornerstone, everything collapses. And that is the same with the church. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of his church, of this church, and every church. Churches fall apart when people take their eyes off Jesus and begin to build their own kingdoms. It is our task to build the kingdom, and it is the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Great mistake has been made in the history of the church. Somehow in the annals of church history, priests and pastors have felt very threatened by the laity, the worshippers of Jesus Christ. Wrong theologies and concepts of the church were developed that taught that the church is about a building and or of a high official. Pope, Archbishop, bishop, priest, reverend, or pastor. This has meant that only these officials are meant to participate in the life and work of the church. The laity were to be obedient, to sit in the pews, and follow the church officials like sheep. Nonetheless, this is not what the Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2. He says that we are all priests, pastors, reverends, participants in the church. We are the priesthood of believers. He writes, you also, like living stones, are being built 
into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ. Consequently, Peter is saying that each and every one of us are priests, pastors, participants, and that we should participate in the building up of a spiritual house, the church. And we should do it as an offering, a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What is our spiritual sacrifice? What do we need to sacrifice? Our spiritual sacrifice is our unique purpose. These are your unique spiritual gifts, talents, abilities, and or passions. These unique purposes are what, can, are what we can offer God through His church, our community, our job, or our business. Here at Gateway, we would love for you to make use of your unique purpose. In the month of February, we have spoken about stewardship. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has given each one of us a responsibility or responsibilities in his kingdom. He wants us to be good stewards of our finances, especially in our tithing and offerings to the church. In the last few weeks, a few people have asked me an interesting question. What is the difference between tithe and offering? What is the difference between tithe and offering? They stumped me for a while. The answer is quite simple. A tithe is our intent to put 10% of our income into the work of the kingdom of God each month. It is an intent. It is a decision we make. We do this by depositing a lump sum into the church account each month. An offering is a free will gift that we put into the offering bag once a week, to thank God for a special blessing during the week, or in response to a special appeal by the congregation, for example, a thanksgiving offering. Nonetheless, our stewardship in the church is more than just money. It is also an expectation for us to be good stewards of the spiritual gifts, talents, abilities, and passions that God has uniquely purposed us in our life. I believe just as God has given each one an individual fingerprint or tongue print or iris, so God has uniquely blessed us with gifts and talents that can build up his church. 
you have had an opportunity over the past few weeks to look at the various ministries that we offer at Gateway. You would agree with me that it is a really powerful display as you walk into the church building and, and as you walked in in previous weeks. You have been able to see what we offer yeah, at Gateway. And I want to thank all those who have been involved in, in, in putting this all together. Really want to thank you for using your gift and your ability to assist in this. And you, as I've said, you've probably seen that there are a variety of ministries offered, offered here at Gateway in leadership, which involves worship, children's church, youth, finance, encouragement. Under each of these, there are various avenues of service. For example, hosting, hosting the tea, hosting catering, hosting flowers, hosting fellowship event, events, hosting a discovery group, etc., there is discipleship. This is participating in discovery groups. Um, there's young adults. Um, there are all, all kinds of various groups under which you can serve as a host, a teacher, or a leader. There's missions and outreach. This involves deeds of mercy. One of the powerful things is that on a Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, we, we, we are out there and, and, and feeding people. Um, some weeks they're 70 and some weeks they can be over 100. And each week somehow God provides for those who are less fortunate. There's missions, there's evangelism, which includes Alpha and Tabitha. The list is exhaustive and, and, uh, and I have just highlighted a few, but please feel free to, to go to the board and, and to look and, and, and where your passion lies. Please, please get involved. If you have not done it yet, please take a few moments and study the display and respond to your passion and unique purpose where you believe God would like you to minister. Finally, not only are we living stones that are being fashioned into a spiritual house, but we are all ambassadors of God, representatives of the King and a holy priesthood. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for our holy priesthood, Peter writes, in order to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Christ's sacrifice on the cross gave every believer access into the presence of God by faith. Admittance into God's holy presence is nothing to do with who we are, or what we have done. It is not because of our merit that we are granted this incredible privilege into the throne room of the Almighty and given the right to come boldly to the throne of grace for mercy to find help in a time of need. We do not approach God in our own good name, but through the saving and the only name of Jesus, we come in the name of Jesus. The spiritual sacrifices we offer to God are presented on His authority. We have no righteousness of our own, but we are declared righteous because of what He did. We 
are living stones that are being fashioned and honed and built into a spiritual house because of what Jesus did on our account. We are only able to offer our spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God because we are identified with Jesus. Jesus identified with our sin through his sacrifice so that we could be identified with his righteousness by faith. I close with this thought. Suppose you are being chased by a madman and you had the choice of running either to a mall full of people or a cemetery. Where would you run? I believe you would all run to the mall where there are living people who can help you and not the cemetery where the dead rest. No one there is going to respond to your cry for help. Therefore, do you want to be part of a worshiping community that is alive with the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit? Or with the dead who are covered with the superficial makeup of the religious spirit? God says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. Therefore, choose life and live out your unique purpose today. Choose life and Jesus Christ will change your life. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Almighty God, this morning we choose life. We choose Jesus Christ. Lord, we choose the Duminos power, the exousia, the authority of the Holy Spirit upon us. Oh Lord, we thank you that you have created us to be a living stone. Not a monument, Lord, but a living stone filled with the power of Jesus, with the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray this morning that each and every one of us will take up your call and take up our unique purpose and that we would follow after you. Lord, that we will become a living stone, that we will be part of your building up of your church with Jesus being the chief cornerstone. Oh Lord, enable us as your church not to look at our own kingdoms, but Lord, may we look to your kingdom, Lord. May we look to Jesus, who is the author of our lives, who is the author of your church. And Lord, may we keep our eyes on Jesus. May we turn away from the things of this world and may we focus on Jesus so that we may, Lord, find our true purpose in life. Lord, that we will not give up, but that we will focus on you. Lord, that we will run 
to where people live under the banner of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, that we may choose life and that we may live it to the fullest. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up and just quietly to play um, our final song. And while they're doing that, we will take up the offering. And then after we've taken up the offering, we will sing together our final song. As we bring our offering to God as an act of worship, may I encourage you this morning to offer your life, to offer your unique gifts and talents to Almighty God. God, we worship you, we bless you for all the things you're doing for us on a daily basis. Father God, we pray and worship you for all the answered prayers. Father God, we thank you for there's an election day in South Africa. We pray for calm, we pray for shalom. Father God, we pray for you, Brizonafeld after her big operation for a speedy recovery. We pray, Father God, for Fiona, for recovery after her operation. 
We pray upon Emily Stradom for God's healing over her body. We pray, Father God, for Mark Viles for strength and physical healing. Father God, we pray for the war in Ukraine and Russia to cease. We pray for the war in Israel and Palestine, Father God. We pray for the war in Yemen, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you bring upon your peace in the world. That all people will understand that is beyond them. Father God, as we pray, we pray for all the frail, for all the elderly. Heal them. Strengthen them. Father God, I also pray for a good week. For all the unemployed, for all the employed, let them find jobs. Father God, I pray this in the name of your Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand and worship God together. I am. 
are your children. Thank you, Lord, that we are set free by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And Lord, this week, go with us through your mighty Holy Spirit. Lord, lead us, guide us, and bless us. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us this morning. Those that need prayer, just come forward. There will be our on duty. Thank you. And please join us for tea and coffee and cake. Yay, cake. Wow.
to see 